0: up everyone welcome to the 373rd Is
1: that right i we're... have no idea my you, whole list the... is off
0: you're in charge here I... keep track uh okay yeah uh, i'm gonna say that that is correct 373 three is correct according to my own website <laughs> uh this is the <laughs> th- third 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 hundredth and seventy hundredth and the twenty Stop. hundredth Of the Pokemon podcast, it's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me today is Will.
2: I feel very much... Greg will understand this. Steve will not understand this. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know the Flaming Lips song, Suddenly Everything Has Changed? Also covered by um, that other group. Uh, that's, (laughs) That's how my life feels right now.
1: Suddenly...
2: Yeah, it's just like, the, the last time we recorded, Steve had never been to my house. Well, yep. uh-huh. check that off the list. Irene had never been to my house and cried in my house. Check that off the list. Um, <laughs> I wasn't planning on moving to Minnesota. Well, <laughs> check that off the list.
1: Guess what? Surprise.
2: I would like, next time we record, I'll be in Minnesota. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's awful quick.
0: Greg is also here.
1: I am also here yeah, yeah, yeah. chatting away. <laughs> Hello. I already live in Minnesota. I don't have anything to cross off my bucket list. I, but I, I,
2: I don't think I I'm will have the state a pack to this
1: off. No, you won't. But okay. Look, look at how sweet this is. So next year we can drive to Gen Con one car. Perfect.
2: Heck yeah. And you I've can got Go that with me hybrid. to the state fair. Yep.
1: Yeah. You'll be here for Christmas. So you get to deal with me during Christmas. Which is oh, very exciting.
2: So I won't see you for
1: the yeah. month of December. People avoid me. But we can play Sword and Shield together. We can have yeah. Sword and Shield parties.
2: We're going to have a Sword and Shield release party at Will's yeah. house. Yeah. At um, his house? At my house. Oh, yes. Because it'll be like, oh, my place is going to be party central. Don't you it worry. It is.
1: It will be. I've seen it. Well, I've seen a potential one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've seen my place. I haven't seen my place. Yeah, I But have. here's the deal. You know, I hate Christmas. I know. But my mom is coming for Christmas.
1: And my mom
2: loves Christmas. So you and my mom can Christmas it up together, and I will have done my duties.
0: August, and we have a million things to talk about, and you guys are talking about Christmas. (laughs) Look, Look.
1: (laughs) (laughs) we can't talk about Halloween because that would be an even longer conversation. Like, we can't talk about gay Christmas. We're going to talk about real Christmas for a little bit, and then we'll move on. This is the quality content.
2: But even like, what's worse than that is like, understand this, Steve. When you're in your forties. Right for us, Christmas is tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Correct.
2: It's like it's not that far off. It's you, like you, what? time did, is moving much slower for you than it is for us.
1: How did it get to be twenty twenty five? Did I? <laughs> did Sword and Shield come out?
0: <laughs> oh boy, we've already on the Lola remakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we have a lot to talk about, including Sword and Shield. Will and I played it.
1: I yeah. didn't. And I'm bummed.
0: We were at the Pokemon World Championships last weekend, which is why there was a email episode last weekend, which I heard people enjoyed. Hopefully they did. Yeah,
1: everybody seemed to like it. Again, I'm going to put out there, if you want us, you know, to answer your questions, we do have a segment called Question of the Week, and any of those questions can go into Question of the Week.
0: It's true. But at the World Tournament, we played Sword and Shield. I think Will played Pokemon Masters. I, I did play Pokemon Masters. Oh uh, man, it was awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was not sorry. awful. I gave my review too quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Geez, we gotta give the listeners something to look forward to later this episode." <laughs> Four days until beans. it's
1: released, and I will give my full report.
0: Yeah, it comes out. I the, know later to this these week. to games. There was some Pokemon news that we'll get to, and then there was a bunch of other news that happened in the last week and a half that we're gonna cover so we're gonna try to get through all of this news there's a lot i think we can start uh with some tcg news though get that out of the way all right so the first bit of tcg news well should we talk about the world stuff first yeah, well, yeah i heard there
1: was drama scandal. oh fyi fyi well i've downloaded magic the gathering arena so
2: well congrats that's a game i can't play What was the
1: drama? I heard there was drama, and I looked up the drama, and I don't understand the drama, so I need somebody to explain the TCG drama because there was something about being a slow person.
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 I'm
2: not a slow person.
0: (laughs) I I guess we're going to talk about this in parts because there's TCG news here with a new set coming out and a new set that just came out, and then the finals of the match. I guess that we'll, we'll we'll just talk about and get the TCG over with. It's very interesting, even if you're not playing the if even if you're not into the trading card game, it's actually pretty interesting what happened here at the world tournament. First bit though is Hidden Fates just came out this past Friday. I want to say it is the latest expansion of the Pokemon trading card game called Hidden Fates, and it inter- introduces the first ever tag team trio card, which is Moltres, Zapdos, Articuno GX, as well as Shiny cards, such as Mewtwo GX and Charizard GX. Uh This was the set that came out in Japan, uh, I want to say, about a year ago. And this was when uh, the trademark Ultra Shiny was the thing, and people thought that Sword and Shield were going to have extra, extra rare Shiny Pokemon, but it was just a TCG thing.
1: Do the Shinies in TCG do anything, or are they just different colors like they are in the game?
0: They're just different colors. Okay. Most of the time, though... Uh well, there's been a couple sets where they keep the Japanese name of them of Shining instead of Shiny. Oh, okay. Uh, so the last Shiny set was Shining Legends. Yeah. And so when Shining Legends came out, it was Shining Jirachi, Shining Genesect. Oh, okay. these don't even say Shiny. It just, it just says Charizard GX and then the Charizard is shiny. Huh. So whatever the world the TCG is living in. <laughs> the important thing here to know, because people do get, this is a mini set. So this set kind of, it, it is both good and bad. Good is if you like shiny Pokemon, boom, they got shiny Pokemon. They got your shiny Mewtwo's, your shiny Charizards, your shiny, uh, Swablus. They, they got a bunch of shinies. The problem Browlet. is. Uh Yes, the whole Rowlett line is shiny.
1: It's so cute. And the Roth line is so cute.
0: The problem is, a lot of these cards are reprints, but reprinted in the way of called alternative art, which is something Pokemon started like a year or two ago, where, like, if a card gets reprinted, usually it's legal to play. But this is considered an alternative art, which means if the regular art rotated out of set the alternative art also doesn't count so for example uh you'll see little a's or little b's in the lower left hand corner of the card if it's an a it means that it's probably it's not legal anymore and if it's a b it means that it is legal but the problem is you're buying a set where most of the good cards are most of the good shiny cards are not actually legal to play
1: oh yeah
0: that's
1: not good why they recently
0: did that with uh, they like re i don't know if you remember this well they reprinted like a bunch of full art trainers and put it into a box but like it was the time where n rotated out so n was one of the trainer cards and there was like this beautiful full art n card but it was like well it's n's not legal anymore but there you go hidden fates is out the weird thing is they're doing this stage release so a lot of people cannot find hidden fates it's for a good reason so the only thing available right now is the Hidden Fates pin collection, which I think is two booster packs and a pin. Um, and then the second thing coming out is the Tin, the Hidden Fates Tin, which is September 6th. And then the good thing that everyone actually wants is the Hidden Fates Elite Trainer box. That's September 20th. So that's still like a month away. And then there's a Pokeball collection that comes out October 4th. And then there's an ultra premium collection that comes out November 15th. So, this is the most weird, staggered release ever for a not even a full set. Like, this is co- considered a mini set for us in America. Um, so, if you're having trouble finding Hidden Fates, there you go. Elite Trainer Box, the thing that people actually care about September 20th. These are not being sold as individual booster packs, they're only going to be sold in one of those sets I just said. And the same thing happened with Shiny Legends. Uh, Shining Legends, and the same thing ha- also happened with Drag dragon's majesty which was an also a mini set that came out last year so there you go or maybe dragons came up
1: okay what does mini set mean it's just fewer cards or yeah. fewer cards oh, okay.
0: yeah fewer cards and they don't do i can't think of a mini set where they did booster packs they always do these boxes that you have to buy which is kind of annoying yeah they're like
2: weird boxes they almost look like the pin set boxes, but it's like four packs, and maybe there's a special card that's not playable in the front of it that you can see. And then you get a pack, and it's like there's five cards in the pack rather than ten or whatever. So it's just all kinds of strangeness. But we also have to keep in mind that there are people who just collect the cards to collect the cards, not to play the TCG. So they don't care oh, whether something yeah. is out of rotation or not.
0: Also, I mean, like... I get that. I get that. If Zoroark, G- so Zoroark GX is out of rotation right now, it just went out of rotation right before the World Tournament, but it's still playable and expanded. Um, It's just not True. playable and standard. So there is some... Uh, they're not completely valueless.
2: And there's also the thing that... I think Pokemon still has this rule where if a card has the same name and text, if it's like then you can use an older one so it's like in five years they could bring back these cards and then you could say oh I have the Shining Legends version of this card and I can play it because it's the same name and text as the previous card
1: oh that's wild but
2: that's also like telling a guy that maybe you'll be interested in him in like a couple of months (laughs) well maybe and then he's like holding out hope and you're like I'm never really gonna date this dude but whatever I got him off my back for now
0: (laughs) But yeah.
1: that down the road, apparently.
0: <laughs> so uh, a good example of that is Ultra Ball uh, or even Double Colorless. Those cards have been around forever. So you could use really, really old versions of those cards even today because as long as the card name was the same and the text was the same, um, it was completely legal. Ultra Ball and Double Colorless have both rotated out, but I would assume that in the future, you know, maybe in a year or even two or three years, those cards would come back. And so your, you know, your original base set double colorless, if you wanted to use it, you could, as long as they didn't change any of the text in any way.
1: This is why I can't get into TCG, like rotating out things that I paid money for that I can't use them and then maybe we'll be able to use them again in like four years.
0: You know, what if nah. they applied that strategy to the video games where <laughs> they rotate out Pokemon that you can't use in Galar, but in a couple of years, you might be able to use your Gorbis? Mm.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm back. Now I'm mad again. So, this, All right, let's get into it.
2: The secret... Let me tell you the secret to trading card games, because obviously this is something that has deeply impacted that my eats life. That your
1: life, yes.
2: The first thing that you need to master to understand love and become one with trading card games is you have to learn to hate money. Okay. Once you hate money and don't want it in your life and want to get rid of it as quickly as possible, as soon as it enters your hands, because it's like an allergy for you, then you will be like, let let me buy all these trading cards because I can get rid of my money so easily that way.
1: (laughs) What if you do that, but it's with board games.
2: They don't make enough board games fast enough.
1: Oh, oh they contraire. do. It's called more it's called Kickstarter, believe me. Oh, the greatest no.
0: thing in my life was never logging back into Kickstarter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, it's tough. It's it's tough out there.
0: Some exciting news here. Uh this was announced at the World Tournament. They announced new a new card. <laughs> Ooh. So piggyback off the t- TCG, there have been EXs before. EXs have gone away. They've come back. Then GXs got introduced. At one point, there was both EXs and GXs. There were legend cards. There has been um, Mega Evolution. Um, recently, they've released tag team cards. But the 2019 World Championships, Mr. Ishihara, the president of the Pokemon Company... Probably the person you should maybe blame for <laughs> any of, for your, all, of it. For for, all of it, for all of your Pokemon complaints. He introduced a new kind of Pokemon card called Pokemon V and revealed the newly discovered legendary Pokemon. We have uh, actual pronunciations on this. Zashiin and Zamazenta. Uh, will be featured on two of these cards, although they did the very good thing of not showing you what energy those Pokemon need. So we're still un- unaware of the type. And then uh, Ishihara said there's a lot to discover about Pokemon V. Also hinted that there's much more on the way for the TCG, so check back for Pokemon dot com for new news and updates. So we don't actually know specifically what a V card does, but um, this is actually really good timing because, uh, if you guys don't know who the J wits is, his name is Josh. He's been on the show before. He's a Nintendo YouTuber, but does a lot, a lot of Pokemon stuff. He actually just did a YouTube video about power creep in Pokemon, which is how the cards have slowly gotten bigger and more HP and does more damage. And this is actually a really good example of what's happening. Um, so a very lot so I'll just summarize it real quick before we get to the this, this specific card they showed off this Pokemon V card back when Pokemon first came out the highest amount of HP that existed was 120 HP and that was between two different cards Chansey and uh Charizard hence why Charizard is one of the most you know m- most iconic cards of all time the base set 120 Charizard and I think it's you know, I think it's still worth like twenty-five, thirty bucks, but if you have a first edition, I think it's I think it's like uh two hundred bucks for first edition based at Charizard. Uh anyways, it's it's that 120 kinda sat around for a really long time. And with with recent like GX's, it kind of bumped up to well, here, let me back up real quick. In black and white, when me and Will first started playing the Pokemon trading card game together. That was when the, at least the 120 base set was broken and it was broken with Reshiram and Zekrom. Yup. So that was like a huge thing. All of, so think, you know, base set, Chansey and Charizard and then, or just specifically Chansey because it doesn't evolve and then go all the way to black and white. So how many years is that? That's like 15, 16 uh, years in between. Zekrom and Reshiram broke that with 130 HP. We got Megas and we got GXs and we got tag teams, and now if you look at what was announced last year, which was um Zekrom and Pikachu ZX or sorry, ZX, sorry, GX, you're looking at two hundred and seventy HP. And I think uh the tag team of Wailord and Magikarp has the most HP in the game right now of three hundred HP. Still a garbage card. It's not great. Uh <laughs> But the Z card, or sorry, the V card, this is very, the V card that they showed had 330 HP. But we don't know what was on the card. We just know that it had 330 HP. So in a very short time, we, we had a long time of never breaking that 120. And now in the last, like, f- five, six years, we're already approaching th- 330 which is very weird, but they're but they're they're running with it.
1: Don't they don't those higher hit point cards also reward you more prizes when you knock them out? Not necessarily.
0: Yeah. Okay. So there there was so the other thing that broke though. so when the Zekrom and Reshram came out at one thirty, that was also when they introduced a Waylord that had a Waylord GX or yeah, shortly after there was a Waylord GX that had two hundred HP. But you have to evolve Waylord from Whalmer, and it's a GX. And then they just straight up, like the next year, released uh, just a normal Waylord with 200 HP. That just was one prize.
2: (laughs) Power creep is real in in trading card games. It's just a a fact of life at this point.
0: It's a really, if you want like a more in depth about how the power creep happened, I'd recommend uh, Josh's video. Uh, It's just go to YouTube and type in the J Wits. It's really good. It kind of breaks down all the cards, but.
1: Is the power creep bad? Like, is it making the game longer or slower, or is it
0: just... I don't well, think it's bad. Um, well, I just... It's
2: just that, once again, it makes your older cards are less playable, because you have mm-hmm. to have the newer, more powerful
1: cards. I mean, that's, with rotation, that's going to happen anyways, right? Like, they're already going to rotate things out, so... You have yeah, to keep up that like, way. It's
2: like a pre-rotation. It's within a rotation. It kind of just hurts the meta because you want generally. Oh, let me get into TCG world. Yeah, All right, sit back, it, pull up for, a chair. Ninety minutes from now, we'll be done with Will's rant on this. Yay. In the TCG world, you want a balanced meta, right? You don't want less than I would say for a healthy meta in TCGs four playable top tier decks. Tier one is what we would like to call that because that gives that's enough diversity. Because there's also going to be small variations within those top four decks for individual play style and stuff like that. But if you are below four top tier decks, like right now, Cardfight Vanguard probably has like one top tier deck, maybe two, because they just came out with a banned and restricted list going into effect September 20th. Listen to my other podcast for that information. <laughs> but um, then, then power creep hurts the meta, right? Because it makes it so that, you know, this now we're going to have fewer top tier decks because you now have this one card that you have to have in your deck because it's obviously so much more powerful. It's going to attract all of the players to build decks around it. Mm. And then there's not as much of an opportunity to have counter decks to that. And, you know, in the Pokemon format, I think counter decks are very important because you want to have like, you're going to have meta decks, you're going to have anti-meta decks, right? And then it's to see how those balance out and play out. Um, but ultimately, it's like it is an impact on the fun of playing the game, because all of a sudden, it's a, a money chase to get the power creeped card that's better, more playable, more fun, etc., cetera, etc.
1: Cetera. So that's the, like the short how many, version. How many decks, uh, like in this last TCG, we'll segue into worlds. Like, how many decks were shown that were unique? for po- like how healthy <laughs> is, is pokemon
0: that's such a weird question because they 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 did a huge rotation the day before worlds and usually the rotation uh. is the day after worlds uh but but, uh. but before we get to like the the drama that happened in okay. the final yeah, yeah. match the other thing to keep in mind is not only are the hp getting bigger is You have to your your cards have to do a specific amount of damage to even be pretty relevant unless you have a gimmicky deck. So for example, when Darkrai GX and Mewtwo GX were very dominant, and again Will and I were still playing, this was this was when they were moving into Black and White two. This was like right before Plasma Freeze came out, where they were like, let's introduce like Plasma Pokemon because we're gonna just double down on Plasma for all of the Black and White two cards. Um, They both had 170 HP. So, ideally, you wanted your cards to do at least 90 damage. Um, and a, not a lot of cards were doing more than 90 damage. Even when, like, Zekrom Reshiram first came out and they were doing, uh, they had 130 HP, the most damage a card could really do, with with very few exceptions, was 120, which is kind of pointless. You don't need to do 120, because still, you still have to take two turns to knock that card out. But when, like, Mewtwo GX came out, It was 170 HP. So if your cards were doing 80 damage, you have to three shot Mewtwo GX. So ideally, you want to do 90 damage. So then it changes the way of how you build a deck. Because if if you have a, you you know, if you really love Ninetales, but Ninetales is only doing 80 damage, like that 10 damage is just not, that 10 damage less than 90 is just not good enough to compete with these tier one decks. You can look at uh, Zekround Pikachu right now. Uh, the tag team card it has 270 HP. Uh, you're gonna have to do uh, 140 damage a turn in order to two shot that card. Um, to get your three prizes, like that's <laughs> like uh, like uh, I'm back in the day. I was barely finding cards that could do consistently 90 damage, and now the game wants me to find a card that can consistently do 140 damage minimum in order to knock out this Zekrom in two turns. Not only is the power creep happening with specifically HP, but it's also happening with can I do this much damage consistently in order to knock out a Pokemon as quickly as possible? And I I think that's fine. I, there are very there are opportunities to knock it, to do like 300 damage in a turn that is completely possible, but it's a lot harder than you, you, it it would be almost impossible to do it every turn um but to but because tcg relies so much on consistency you're looking for that hot number uh and right now at least in the tcg i want to say it's about 140 because you want to consistently do that but there are opportunities where you can do you know 280 300 TCGs we <laughs> very weird Zamazenta, Zashian are coming. I, I, we, should, we should know by that now that, like, Pokemon loves the word in. It's always, like, Virizian, Terakian, Kobalian, <laughs> Zashian. Uh, so I, that's how they said it, if, if you care about that. Okay, so the drama of the, the TCG. So uh, I'll read the top decks. Junior finals here, uh, the champion was from Japan, uh, their last name was Miyamoto. They were running Pikachu and Zekrom GX, uh, there, so Pikachu, Zekrom GX, I, probably gonna be a theme here. Um, and then they, they were also using Raichu and Alolan Raichu GX. Uh, which is a single card. <laughs> Both Raichu and Alolan Raichu are on the card together. <laughs> which is probably very confusing. <laughs> yeah, so Pikachu and weird. Zekrom are on the same card. Alolan and Raichu are on the same card. They won with that deck. The runner-up the runner was Isaac uh, Teresia from the United States. He was running Reshiram and Charizard on the same deck. Uh, with Green's Exploration. Green is a trainer card. It benefits you if none of your Pokemon have abilities. So I'm assuming none of his pokemon had abilities so he was benefiting from green the seniors division finals uh Kayla from Germany won which is awesome uh I'm I don't think she's the first female to win a worlds but I could be wrong but people were losing their minds when she was on well, stage yeah so. it's
2: it's great it's just great that women are actually you know getting Uh, placing at uh, major competitions and everything because there's no reason why they shouldn't be
0: (laughs) she was running Reshiram and Charizard GX and uh, her support was Jirachi and then the runner up was Grant Shen from the United States and he was running Gardevoir and Sylveon GX again wait wait baby Jirachi uh, probably the Jirachi that lets you search the top seven cards of your deck.
2: I gave that card away. <laughs> what? I probably <laughs> just doubled in price. That card well. is so
0: good. <laughs> that card was good before Worlds. I literally handed it to a dude in my gym. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that card is so good. <laughs> Again, Gard- Gardevoir and Sylviard are on the same card. And then the Masters, This is the this is the drama here. Uh, the winner was Henry Brand from Australia. He was running Mewtwo and Mew GX, which was a card that just came out two weeks ago. And uh, the runner-up was uh, Shintaro Ito from Japan, and he was running Blacephalon GX and Nagandadel Nagandel GX. Different cards. They're not on the same card together. Mew and Mewtwo on the same card together. <laughs> okay a little bit of research here or a little bit of history but why this was a dra- the, why there was drama here um Henry has really never won anything big but he has won obviously he's a good player um but uh Shintaro is a really good player Shintaro won the world championship back in 2017 so he's already won a worlds he's won the Japan Cup twice he won this year's Japan Cup and he won last year's Japan Cup uh and Japan Cup is uh, i would argue the like the biggest tournament besides worlds uh he's won a bunch of other stuff and they were having a so the world championship stuff is best two out of 3 you know three rounds unless you win two and then it's just over everyone you know looking i can't remember who technically had the advantage i want to say that Blacephalon and had the advantage, and Mewtwo, Mew had the weakness against this. I'm not 100 percent sure either way. Um, the first match was going very well, and it was, and Henry had a like a terrible start. Uh, he had like good things prized, and uh, Shintaro would have probably won. It's always probably because you never know what you draw and don't draw. Uh so you always have to put the like probably would have won but like based on what cards were on the field what we could see in both opponents hands and what we could see in the prizes it was very obvious that Shintaro with one more turn probably would have won round 1 but the judge called slow play on Shintaro and gave him a two prize penalty and Henry only had two prizes left so because Shintaro got a two prize penalty. Henry automatically won the first match.
2: All of this is correct. (laughs) But also, um, what people need to understand, because I think this gets a loss, especially for people who don't play TCGs competitively or, you know, at competitions and everything. This, This was a cumulative penalty. Shintaro had received warnings in previous matches. And when you're at the World Championships, guess what? They keep track of the number of warnings you've received. So he hit a point where it was no longer valid to just have a warning for slow play. He had to get a penalty for the slow play because just of the number of warnings he had received in previous matches.
1: So what does slow play mean? So, well,
0: there's official <laughs> rules and Is I have really them Okay, up. I'm glad they have it. Cool. <laughs> 8.4.1 in the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> Players should take care to play in a manner that keeps the game pace lively regardless of the complexity of the situation. A player who takes too long to make decisions about gameplay runs the risk of putting their opponent at a disadvantage due to the round's time limit. In addition, To the recommended penalty, a judge may issue a time extension to offset this disadvantage. Slow play penalty blah blah blah. Slow play penalties should escalate to a double prize card penalty after the first warning, but should not exceed a double prize card penalty. Examples of game tempo slow play include, you are excessively slow when deciding which Pokemon to attach energy to, You take an unreasonable amount of time to decide which Pokemon to take from your deck after playing a Pokeball card. Counting or searching yours or your opponent's deck or discard pile more than once in a short time period. Repeatedly searching your deck, hand, or discard pile while performing a card effect. Attempting to engage in extraneous conversation that interferes with timely play. They do have it listed out that performing the action uh, of cards or attacks should take you about 15 seconds. Shuffling and setting up your game should take 2 minutes. Shuffling and deck search mid-game should take 15 seconds. Starting after the opponent's end-of-turn announcement should take 5 seconds. Considering the, game pos- considering the game position before playing a card should take 10 seconds. Note, during a game should be taken using the times listed above. For example, a player making a note about a mid-game search should, must do so in the same 15 seconds of the allowed action
1: like do we know how many warnings this player had before going because it sounds like all they needed was one and then I think think that's
2: been lost I I don't think anybody has a record of I mean obviously the Pokemon company does but I don't think anybody
0: so I believe it was the head judge that did call the two prize penalty obviously you know when you're when there's only one game to watch and it's the final game the head judge has the your complete attention (laughs) This was the biggest I mean, worlds, by the way. So there, I I only say that because when you have you know a hundred games of TCG happening at the same time, you know the head judge can't possibly be in every place at once to make these calls. So then you have you know other judges that report to the judges that m- maybe they felt that they didn't want to be you know, you know no judge wants to right. be so harsh to ruin a person's game. So I could imagine that probably Shintaro got at least. Well, definitely got at least one warning, if not a couple warnings. But no one pulled the trigger to at in, at any point in this tr- this three day tournament to give him a two prize penalty.
1: Hmm. Did either of you watch the match? Yeah, I watched. Nah. I
0: watched. Um,
1: did it? Did it seem like slow play to you? Like, <sighs> were you like, "Geez, come on, make a decision," or is it?
2: So, well, from what uh, I had heard, it was something like he had taken like his Pokemon had gotten knocked out and he had taken over two minutes to select the Pokemon to replace it, which you're required to. That's like it stops all action in the game until you promote a Pokemon into the active position after your Pokemon is knocked out. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's what I had heard.
0: I didn't have a timer in front of me. So when I was I was I was watching the match as I walked to the convention center. Um, because it just started as I was leaving the hotel. I did. I personally, as somebody who's played a lot of the TCG, did, thought he was playing slow, but not, to me, not in an unreasonable way. Um, if I was his opponent, I would probably have, I asked him to pick up the pace, which is a completely legal for you to do, um, is to like verbalize to your opponent. Like, can you play a little faster? Two things. One. And they're definitely related here. One is it's a huge bummer that they didn't call this earlier. Like in one of his games leading up to this, if he had multiple warnings of slow play, he should have got a two prize penalty earlier. Yes. Agreed. And this goes into number two is once they called that two prize penalty, it sucked the air out of the room.
1: I mean, if you have the option of two out of three, you want all three. Right. right? Like you want it. But, you but want the it's, it's last not, one to be tense.
2: It's not even that. It's like you want the wins and losses to be based on the plays that are made by the two opponents, not mm. on a judge's call. Right? Because it's like, that's it's it's something from outside of the game coming in and saying, all right, you win and you lose. All right. And like, it, it takes the fun out of it. Right? Yes, it is logically the correct thing to do. But... Emotionally, it's not as fun like to see a match like that. Um, I also wanted to say because I had some people question why slow play would be a concern because when you get to the you know the top cut and everything, uh, I don't think that there's a timer on the matches, right? It's like in the earlier matches, it's best two out of three, fifty minutes or something like that. But when you get to top cut, there's no timer on the matches anymore. So why does slow play matter? Um, and the issue there is if you are slow playing in a TCG game, right, it's very difficult for your opponent to maintain their concentration on what they should be doing next and what their plans are and you know based you know making decisions based on what you're doing and then that becomes like introducing a psychological tactic into the game of oh I'm going to play slow my opponent's going to get distracted so they will misplay because they aren't focused enough anymore which is outside of making good decisions and just playing the game the way that it's supposed to be played does that make sense to you greg in a way
1: yeah i mean it does i, I um like i understand like i get why the decision was called like i think it, when a person has Two left, though. Like, hey, I'm just going to call this, and you're going to win the game. I well, can but that's see how that's the
2: defined that's... penalty. It's the defined. Steve yeah, read the rules. It... It's the defined penalty.
0: I didn't know that until I read the rules. That it was specifically because you could you could argue that like, oh maybe the judge was being really strict and doing two prizes, but I mean they it, I, that is the penalty. So that's interesting that they have that laid but, out. But I
1: mean, could it could it have happened earlier, like when he had more prizes left? Like, is that is it? Even though well, it's no, it penalty. was it was
2: like this specific slow play action oh, okay. was so egregious that it merited a warning at that point.
1: Well, I mean, then, I mean, that's the rules, right? Like that's a person taking advantage after being called out before it. Like in the rules, it says all it takes is once.
2: Well, but see, the thing is, and what's also confusing for people in a timed match, slow play is much more important because. Let's say, you know, I have one prize left. My opponent has three prizes left, but it's still looking kind of grim whether I'm going to win or not. I can start to slow play. And once the match hits time, all I have to do is make sure that, you know, I keep my one prize left and my opponent has their three prizes. And then after turns, I won, right? But just like, let me slow play to stall it out until we get to that point. Um, so that's why it even exists in the rules because, yeah, once I mean, again, even it takes away from even... the fun of playing the game.
1: But even if it's not timed, right? Like these are the rules. You have to adhere the rules, even though it's not a timed match. It is a timed match. Like you, you are still dealing with another person, another person's attention. You have a deal with an audience's attention, and you have a bunch of people who have played in timed matches who would easily look at something and go, "Well, they're playing slow," and maybe it doesn't matter, but that's still against these stated rules. So. I mean, as a person who doesn't play it, like, even if there isn't a time limit, you still have to enforce those rules for those rules to have any weight. Yeah. To have meaning and everything. I mean, it's sad, I guess, for the person, but if you had been told and by the sound of it repeatedly told, like, you can't do this, ultimately, I mean, I would, I would say that if it hadn't happened, the, other drama that would be all over the internet was so-and-so was allowed to play... It was a slow play, and they... TCG did nothing about it. Like, they allowed it to happen, and that's not a fair win. Like, there's no winning in that, except the win is you enforce the rules
0: as stated.
2: Look, there's no winning in TCG. That's the secret <laughs> well, right again, there. I think... Period.
0: I think if you had more than one warning, you... Maybe <sighs> if you had... If, even... <sighs> it's so it's all it's so hard to say in retrospect cuz like even if he had
1: i mean even if he had faced the penalty before it doesn't mean that it wouldn't have happened again right uh, like we can't maybe, say that right if he...
0: like if you get a speeding ticket are you more likely to continue speeding after the ticket
1: <laughs> everybody i know who's gotten a speeding ticket still speeds after <laughs>
0: okay well not like me. That,
1: that's that's not a huge like there are deterrents that work And they work on people who are willing to feel the consequences of that. And if a person's received multiple warning and doesn't change that behavior, like, it's the people who get seven speeding tickets, they still speed. Because that's a minor inconvenience to what they want to do. So you look at it this way, a person who's got multiple warnings, and they aren't stopping, getting a penalty earlier wouldn't have stopped it either. Like, there's no... There's no way of saying that had they been punished this way earlier, that would have changed the behavior, because they were warned multiple times knowing what the penalty was. So, I, 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 you know, you can't look back and say, if we followed this alternate timeline, would it have been different? But I do think it's important that they enforce the actual rules. I, it's bad that it was in a final match, because that's, again, it sucks the air out of the room. Like, it's not fun but it's also important for a game company who's going to take this seriously to say, even in the last match, the rules are important, and we are going to enforce them. Regardless of what it looks like, it's more important that we keep that level of integrity than making sure that you all feel good about what happened. And I think that's important.
2: And one other thing that I wish I didn't, like, I, I don't like to live in a world of should. I'm, I'm very much against living in a world of should, but a player on his level who has won championships before should know better. <laughs> right? Should have known better than to play, and should have known how many should warnings
0: have
1: he known had. better than slow play. I mean, and waste <sighs> the chance that they've been
0: given. If getting a two prize penalty and Ultimately, losing a game that you would have won again—hope question, possibly, but but definitely, possibly. but definitely looking at the play field, because <laughs> uh, the audience knows more about both players and you know right. each other players because we can see all the cards. Because I can't imagine this is the last time we're going to see Shintaro. He's just right. He's just been such a dominant player in the last it couple also of years.
1: Just sounds weird that if you're in a clearly dominant position, why are you? Slow playing.
0: Well, I mean, he's he was in a dominant position to the audience. I don't think he knew that Henry oh, okay. had a garbage hand. Gotcha. And uh, and we knew what Henry had in his prizes, and um, he didn't because we can see that.
1: I see. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's the drama. Uh, we will we will take a break. Uh, <laughs> We won't go in more in-depth for the video game stuff. There wasn't anything. I mean, it was just your standard video game. There was that, an
1: Umbreon. There, there was that. an Umbreon. That was probably the most
0: exciting thing. But it, Everybody the, <laughs>
1: cheered when that Umbreon hit the stage.
0: Uh, but, uh, we, oh, there was a new rule, actually. There was a little bit of drama with the Umbreon. I do have some tea for you, Greg, with the Umbreon, actually. We will be right back. Going to Sam's Club. Stop buying the four-gallon tub of peanut butter. Okay, but
1: Sam's Club has some
0: really good deals. Stop stop, 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 stop going to Sam's Club. Ah, the 18 pounds of cream cheese is on sale. Sale. Ah, the 18 pounds of cream cheese is on sale. I will
1: use 18 pounds of cream cheese somehow. I got two dogs that need pills. Pill.
2: You can't eat 18 pounds of cream cheese before they expire. Ah, The 18 pounds of cream cheese is on sale. Ah, The 18 pounds of cream cheese is on sale. Cheese is on
0: sale. Cheese is on sale. All right, let's do some video game stuff. Woo! Uh, So after the V stuff, they showed a trailer for the sword and shields. It's kind of hard to explain what happened in this trailer. They didn't show any new Pokémon. Well, I guess I mean they showed new old Pokémon, I suppose. Like Rotom, Rotom is playable. Yeah. So, I think Pokémon is finally learning?
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I'm going to Okay, I'm going to say one thing. Okay. A while back, I predicted how double battles would look, and I was right.
0: I don't
2: remember said prediction, but... I don't remember I, that at all, either.
1: Because with these, like, can there be double battles? Because with Dynamaxing, and I said, well, the Dynamax would go behind and be super big, and then everyone would be little up in front.
0: Oh, they, yeah, and that it's does right. happen. Yeah. Um, okay, so My double battles was shown. Like, this was something we were... You would ideally think double battles would come back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much how they run the VGC, so, Yeah.
0: But they've officially announced it. And when they showed Double Battles, the room that we were in, Will was there with me, uh, was very loud and excited that Double Battles were returning.
1: Yeah,
2: except for me, because I wanted rotation battles.
1: Yeah, oh. rotation battles for life. Oh, gross. Hey, it's better than Sky Battles. I read through the.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> In the Battle Stadium, Pokemon trainers can engage in ranked battles where they're able to face trainers and battle their teams across the globe. Trainers will battle those with a similar rank and earn points depending on the results of those battles. Each trainer in ranked battles belong to a specific tier, and trainers can increase their rank by earning points. Trainers can check their own rank in the Battle Stadium. They can also see how all the participants placed in competition on their smartphone version of Pokemon Home.
1: That's fascinating.
0: In casual battles, it's not about who wins or lose. loses. It's about the path you choose. Let your journey begin. Would you stop? Pokemon. Would you stop? Oh. No. <laughs> In casual battles, it's not about who wins or loses. It's about becoming a better trainer. That was the remixed version of black and white I never got. One of the uh, aspects of casual battles is the ability to use certain legendary Pokemon and mythical Pokemon that are not eligible for ranked battles. Features like online competition and rental teams will also allow players to connect with trainers in different ways. Trainers who participate on online competitions can either battle in either official competitions or friendly competitions. Official competitions, participants will take part in special battles with a variety of different rules and restrictions. In friendly competitions, trainers can join competitions hosted by other players or even host their own competitions. Regulations in friendly competitions are determined by the host. Rental teams enable trainers to borrow battle teams by inputting IDs available online or to make battle teams that they've put together available as rental teams or to other trainers all over the world. Up to five teams can be rented at once and players can even use those in ranked battles. Dynamaxing and Max Move The Dynamax phenomenon not only makes Pokemon huge, it can also give them a boost in power and sway the course of battle. The max moves that only Dynamax Pokemon can use just aren't powerful, but have impressive additional effects. For example, the water type max move Max Geyser will trigger the rain weather condition, And the fighting type move max, the fighting type max move max knuckle will increase the attack of all allied Pokémon. In Pokémon Sword and Shield, a trainer's Pokémon can Dynamax if the trainer has the Dynamax Band. Pokémon do not have to hold a special item to Dynamax. This means trainers can choose which of their Pokémon to Dynamax depending on what is happening in battle, and they can even choose to have their Pokémon hold hold items. To boost their strength so they can unleash max moves that are even more powerful. New abilities and items. Many new abilities have been discovered in the Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Once su- one such ability is Galar Weezing's Neutralizing Gas. This ability neutralizes the ongoing effects of other Pokemon's abilities and prevents the ability from being triggered. Once the Pokemon with neutralizing gas leaves the battlefield, all other abilities of Pokemon will be activated again. Some Pokemon have rare abilities known as hidden abilities. In Pokemon Sword and Shield, Pokemon caught in max raid battles might have these abilities. There's also a very small chance that trainers will encounter a special Pokemon capable of Gigantamaxing in max raid battles. While extremely rare, by attempting many different battles, there's a chance they could even encounter a Pokemon that can Gigantamax and has a hidden ability. One such hidden ability is Corviknight's Mirror Armor, which will bounce back any stat-lowering effects from an opposing Pokemon's abilities or moves. New items can be combined with specific moves to give trainers an edge in battle and will be available in Sword and Shield. These items include Room Service and Eject Pack. When held by a Pokemon, Room Service will lower that Pokemon's speed when Trick Room is successfully used. When a Pokemon is holding Eject Pack, and has any stats lowered, it will immediately switch out when another Pokemon is sent in. So this is like... "Mm, I'm so frustrated reading this. (laughs) Why? Okay, why? Because when Masuda sat on stage and said we're cutting Pokemon, and they asked why, he said one, they wanted better animations, and two, they wanted a better... Competitive scene. And we'll put the animation one aside for now. It's not a conversation we're going to have. But everyone and their mother who knows how to use a keyboard (laughs) was (laughs) like, they don't know how to do competitive. They're the same company that did Mega Rayquaza. Spoiler, Mega Rayquaza wasn't even in the finals. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. This seems like they really, really thought about competitive. They made an item to get to like give you an edge in trick room. They gave you an item because they thought about how dominant intimidate has been. Heck, when it's not, it doesn't say here, but when you Dynamax or Gigantamax, you can't be flinched. Like fake out doesn't work on Dynamax Pokemon.
2: All the strategies that people have been using for the past, it sounds like 10 years are like, I mean, it's as if, don't use those anymore.
1: 10 years of data collection of all of these people playing these things. They finally are making change. No, I mean, like, I think it's fascinating. Like, the fact that all status moves used by Dynamax Pokemon become Max Guard is fascinating because, you know, there are all the Z moves, like Z Splash and Uh, The Thunderwave that, like, did the status effect and then boosted their stats. Like, taking that away for this. Like, it's clear that they are well aware of what their, you know, competitive game is like. And I think this is their first, like, huge step of, hey, we are going to shake things up and get ready for it.
0: The amount of people that were so upset and salty about
1: <laughs>
0: dynamaxing without even trying dynamax, and Will and I can give our opinions on dynamax because we tried it. But the amount of possibilities you have with that—I mean, like even if you look at like s- s- Sun and Moon, you'd be like, okay, well, there's a Kangaskhan on the team. It's obviously. Holding their mega stone, it's the only mega here. <laughs> like, it's the only one that can <laughs> mega evolve. Was having mega Rayquaza did that make the game ultimately unbalanced? Sure, but also mega Rayquaza wasn't allowed in every single competition. It was allowed in the Ultra Cup, but I don't believe it was allowed in the Stars Cup. I, I don't think you. I don't think you get to the place where we are now without trial and error. I don't think you get here without, like, okay, we tried gems, we tried megas, we tried Z-moves, we tried Z-moves and megas. <laughs> here we are, but, man, I just look back of how many people were, like, the, the meta game is not going to get better, or they don't care about competitive, and, like, not only were they self-aware enough, and I will say that it kind of, it's kind of frustrating. It took them this, it took them that long to get to this point? Agreed. But GTS is completely going away and everything will be taking place inside Sword and Shield, which again is a plus. And again, I think that goes with right time, right place. Even though there was a way to track your ranking, you're asking players to go out of the game, to go to a website, to log in, to link their game, to <laughs> participate in competitions, and the GTS sucked. It was a terrible website. Even to like redeem Tapulele or Tapu Bulu after your friendly competitions was a pain to do.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was.
0: To it, have it. As a
1: person who only ever did it once in a while for those things, I would forget all the steps all the time. Like, it was a pain in the butt.
0: But does that mean they had to cut all the Pokemon to make this happen? Yes. Maybe yes, 100%. Maybe
2: they didn't cut all the Pokemon drama.
0: Uh
2: It <laughs> got a couple of Pokemons. The ones that nobody's gonna notice in the long run anyways.
1: Like Kangaskhan.
0: I mean you could make the argument of, well, what happened to the little symbol? But I feel like my, What happened to the little symbol? You know how um X or X and Y has the the oh, pentagon, yeah, yeah. and then Alola has the plus and you could be like, Well, have all the Pokemon but have the Galar ones have a symbol and then you're only allowed to use the symbol
1: yeah, but that didn't, like, I mean, the symbol could appear because their their range was very small, right? Like, you could breed something in and have it be in the game, and it would get that symbol. Like, they are definitely going for a more curated feel. And also, it, we've said it, it's becoming an untenable amount of number to keep yeah. track of.
0: Oh, I logged like, into Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon yesterday. Have you ever scrolled through the item list?
1: I mean, it's... <laughs> it's,
0: it's never ending.
1: It never how, ends.
0: How would a new player be like, okay, there's 40 plates here, there's 100 CDs here, there's 300 berries.
1: <laughs> what
0: Mama is a quick crystals?:
1: lock? Yeah, I mean, so, there's more to it than, like, this is their first... I think this is the first real, we are going to really try to get our competitive side into a spot where we want it. We really want to control that experience. We really want to control what data we're collecting. We really want to control what everybody's experiencing. Like, they really have a lot of control because they are making, it feels like they're making a huge change as far as, like, the philosophy of where things are located you know, stuff is going to be in homes. People are going to be in their smartphones. Stuff are going to be in the games. Like, for a company, that is a lot. That's just a lot. Period. Like, companies are not high risk takers, especially with incredibly popular, well-known brands. Like, they they don't like taking thing big risks that are going to cost them a lot of money. So when they do these things. They are doing them in their most controlled way possible to limit as much problems as they can. Like, they tend not to do things just because they're bored. They tend to do them because they have to look forward to what does the next 20 years bring. What are we going to do now? Is this a good changeover? What are we going to lose? What are we going to gain? Like, none of this is made on a whim or because they're bored or because they want to do something else. These are business decisions with billions of dollars behind them.
0: I I was you know the person two and a half years ago that was like, "Yeah, shinies are cool," but I can't spend myself. I can't see myself spending eight hours looking for a slightly different color Pokemon. <laughs>
1: Surprise!
2: Wow, how times have changed.
0: I was also the person that was like, breeding is really boring. I don't want to spin in a circle to get four specific moves on a Pokemon and to have the right nature and ability and that kind of stuff, and then I did that. Now I feel like because of these changes, I'm the person that'll be like, "Eh, maybe I'll try battling.
2: (laughs) Heck yeah, I'm back in. I'm doing competitive again.
0: I mean, there's definitely a competitive side of me. I mean, I've played the trading card game for three years. Uh, The difference there is... I was spending 100 to 200 dollars every 3 months when two cards came out and this is seems like I'm going to be spending 60 dollars and that's it. That's what
2: you think, but it, you're actually paying with your life.
0: Price-wise, the barrier's much lower. I mean, we saw in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee with with the the, the, the synchronized lady uh, which instead of, you know, spending 4 hours looking for uh, let's say you were shiny hunting for your competitive team and you want a I don't know, shiny Abra because you want to Alakazam and to you know, spend four hours to finally find the Abra to be like, oh, well, you know, it's the wrong nature. It was only 50-50. I put the synchronizer, but it didn't work. So I guess I got to do this again. Because <laughs> that's real fun. Um, so uh, they've, they've definitely worked with accessibility. Uh, I don't... <laughs> by no means do, do I have expectations of Sword and Shield being this perfect game sure something will be wrong or something will be frustrating and but i do think that the changes of getting rid of the gts is great the fact that they introduce new held items and dynamax counters things that have been so dominant over the years intimidate trick room flinch um that they're that that restores confidence in me that the Pokemon company released this trailer being like, we know, we're, we're openly saying, without saying, in a, in a 90 second trailer, we know that these were the problems and we're addressing them head on. And we're going to show the players at the biggest event where these people would come together, we're going to show them right away, this is what you have to look forward to. And there was no denying it standing in that room. The amount of cheering that happened when these things happened. When, when Pikachu, was it Pikachu that was Dynamax that didn't flinch? When, um, that held item ejected them out? When the trick room stuff boosted? Like there was, people were losing their minds. Uh, and like that, that energy of like how excited they were was, was awesome. Yeah. Um, i did not
2: lose my mind though <laughs> it's fully retained
0: uh so that's good to see um and the and it seems like home is going to be more than just a pokemon bank uh, that they're mentioning that you'll be able to see your ranks on that kind of stuff
2: oh yeah it sounds like a total hub For, like, everything Pokemon. There's just so many things that they're saying, oh, this will be in home, and this will be in home. And it's like, I'm getting super excited to actually have a really good Pokemon app on my smartphone to do stuff with.
0: Same. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think there's always been that, there's always been that, like, even watching the anime, there's always been that feeling of watching these high-stake battles. Like, that's the best part of... One would argue that's the best part of the anime is, like, watching Ash compete... For some people. ...in the tournaments. I'm there for the romance. Um, and so I feel like they're they're finally getting to that place where people feel like when they want to compete or people want to watch other people compete or people can get enjoyment of that. So we'll we'll see if that actually pans out. It could be a complete flop. It could be bad. It could be that... Everything's broken. It could
1: be, but they have to do something. Like, we don't know until they do it. And I think signs point to better. Like, the fact that when you released all of these things and you had a room full of people who were there to watch the competition and they were very happy with them, at least says, hey, you're on the right track for something
0: uh will do you want to talk about your experience with uh the demo so you want to lay out what the demo was for people wait, are we not going to cover the embryon thing oh we'll get to that in a second i just wanted to uh. transition because i want to talk right, about so- ma- uh, dynamax
2: The demo, you started out in the water gym with, who's the gym leader for the water gym?
0: Nessa. Nessa.
2: Okay, but you are, before you get there, so you have to solve the waterfall puzzle in order to actually get access to the gym so that you can battle Nessa. Um, The problem, let me just pre-stage, the problem I had Uh was that they had a Representative at each of the demo stations, who was there to assist you in getting through the demo. It was a fifteen minute twenty. Um, oh well, he said fifteen minutes. Oh,
1: uh, you were cut short. Ooh. No,
2: no, no. no he, but whatever. It's like he was, uh, basically said like when the timer hits, the game stops. Oh, right. I see. So that kind of a demo. But he like talked to me through the entire time. <laughs> And he also said, oh, hey, there's this character. It's the first character you talk to. And if uh, you talk to them again, they'll heal up all your Pokemon. But I'm going to challenge you. Like, can you get through this entire demo without healing your Pokemon? And I was like, oh, well, I guess maybe this is like a real challenge that people are doing. Blah, blah, blah. No, everybody else healed up their Pokemon before they went into Nessa. Whatever. So I solved the waterfall puzzle. I mean, it's a Pokemon puzzle. It ain't that hard. (laughs) But it's visually beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um but then I didn't heal my Pokemon before I went into see Nessa. And so I had a, f- a few damaged Pokemons getting in there because you have to battle about five trainers before you get through that door. And I almost lost even though I almost but you I, didn't. I even though I Dynamaxed Yamper and had a big Doggy, and I also want to cry foul because uh, Nessa had the the rock water dude. Who's that? Uh, dreadnaw, dreadnaw, dreadnaw. So she she dynamaxed her dreadnaw. I waited for that to happen so that I would dynamax second, and I'd be the last one with a dynamax duty open. And I used an electric hold attack. Hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. When she dynamaxed, because she does, yes. So, okay, so just to back up real quick, for those that are still not on the fence about Dynamax, for those that think it's a bad gimmick, or, you know, they're not some completely sold on it, you do not have to Dynamax. You do not. Correct. Nothing forces you to Dynamax at all. You, like, I, I will openly admit, when I played through Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I didn't use a Z-Crystal once. Besides the one that they show you to do breakneck blitz with the rock rough. I never equipped a Z-Crystal. Never felt the need to do it. I thought that it would make the game easier. You could Z... You could breakneck blitz every Caterpie you saw walking through that game if you wanted to. <laughs> uh But I did not decide to do it. So, now back to Dynamax. When she Dynamaxed her de- Dreadnought, did it... I would assume you thought about dynamaxing at that minute cuz you're like I don't know what this thing can do.
2: In in a way, yes, but I also was keeping in mind like the strategy of who is the last dynamax out. So if I dynamax right away, I don't have a lot of advantage because, you know, hers will end the dynamax and then mine will end the dynamax and you know, it's like I'd rather have my Dynamax dude out for two turns more than her Dynamax dude is out than the other way around. Does that make any sense?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: But the problem is, my Yamper hit Dynamax Yamper, hit Dynamax Dreadnought with an electric move, and it wasn't super effective. And there's something wrong with that. So I quit now, frauds. I'm angry. (laughs) I'm writing angry letters, something. They cheated me in the demo. I still won by a slim hair somehow. Are you
0: sure that you used an electric move? Because moves change when you Dynamax.
2: Uh, Oh, yeah. It was like lightning. Gamper has like lightning something. It would have been called
0: the max something.
2: uh, Maybe it was like max lightning. (laughs) You know, it's like very clearly an electric type move. I will get to the bottom of this and report back.
0: I mean, we don't... It could have a hidden ability uh, if we don't know. The problem... They may
2: have have changed the weakness charts, too, and said, okay, Rock is now resistant to electric and just not told anybody.
0: I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that you are... (laughs) Yes, you are! I'm not saying that you are incorrect of... Maybe you picked the wrong move or maybe you were just Maybe it was user error. Maybe you just didn't read the text, but for those listening, Dreadnought's type is water rock. Ground is resistant to electric, but rock takes neutral damage from electric. So ideally, your move should have been two times super effective.
2: Yes. I was robbed. But otherwise a fun and enjoyable experience i think the graphics are absolutely astounding and beautiful and just i'm i'm very much looking forward to playing this game from my warm cozy home
0: in minneapolis <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe they changed the typing i'm not sure so for those uh so this is the same demo they had at e3 i'm assuming the same demo they had at nationals uh you it's the Water Challenge. So I guess it's You could say it's a gym. You could also say it's a trial. Uh you could also say that there's three very easy NPCs and then a gym leader. <laughs> I believe there are three NPCs. Uh the first one had a Vulpix, the second one had a uh floor uh why can't I remember its name? Gasafloor. And then yeah. the third one had an impidimp. And then I don't know if there's a if there was a fourth yeah. one, I don't remember. I wanna play with Impidimp. And then there was the water puzzle. I will say the water puzzle was a little bit trickier than I thought. It was your standard puzzle, though. Um, I don't not really any different than like Sophocles' trial in the sense that you gotta put some stuff together. Not any different than uh Wolfric's trial where you or Jim where you gotta spin some stuff to make the path, no different than Bryce's move onto blocks in a certain way to get to him because ice moves you just a puzzle um once you figure out the solution it's very obvious because that's how puzzles work <laughs> and then you go I'm dumb because it was way easier than I thought uh this puzzle you have to like turn levers to turn on and off water and water is blocking your path I don't know for sure I highly doubt though the three people in that gym are the final three people. Uh I know when we were when uh when people were fishing for anything and anything, anything and anything to say negative about Sword and Shield, people were losing their minds that in the Water Gym one of the characters has a Vulpix. They <laughs> should I have a water yeah. pokemon. Uh, when you play the demo it makes sense actually because they give you three starter Pokemon and if every single Pokemon trainer had a water type Pokemon you probably would have no reason to use Scorbunny or Sobble you would probably just use Grookey or Yamper because you understand how to play Pokemon and you understand water is weak to grass and electric so I don't know maybe you put a Vulpix in to give you a reason to use Sobble it's almost like <laughs> they want you to use all three starters when you play through this demo. Maybe that was my mistake. Oops. Um so you can you cannot there's no Dynamax button until you get to Nessa. They've pretty much made that clear in case you missed it. You can't Dynamax until you're in an area that allows you to Dynamax. Um I a couple of things I noticed, one, your character moves pretty quickly, just walk, standard walk speed, you don't have to hold a button down to run. As soon as I finished the demo, I played a little Let's Go, and your character moves significantly faster uh, than Let's Go, I would argue probably 50, 50% to 75% faster, just walk uh, running speed. I would not say it's as fast as the rollerblades, but it, it feels like the fastest character running out of any game. Very Um, smooth. It's very smooth. Uh, the gym is gorgeous. Uh, the battles are, are great. Uh, Sobble's, idle animation, score bunnies, idle animation, Grookey's idle animation are all fantastic. I think they're good. They're cute. Um, there's definitely like seeing them in the battle or watching the camera pan around them gives them more life and character. If you were kind of on the fence of which one to pick, um, once you kind of see them out and about, it uh, it definitely, I don't know, changes maybe changes your perspective of they're they're cute. Uh, I used my Sobble against the Vulpix. I used my Score Bunny against the Gossiflor. I don't think I used Yamper against the Impidimp. I don't know. I just wanted to throw Yamper out uh, Yamper out to see his butt. Uh, Nessa has a Goldeen and a Dreadnaw. I don't know if those are her final two Pokemon. Uh, The gym was also level
2: 50, so I'm really surprised if she only has two Pokemon in a level 50 gym.
0: Um, Yeah, all the trainers were level 50. All your Pokemon were level 50. The start button was disabled um, in the demo, so you can hit start or look through anything. When you were in battle, though, uh, it did give you the option to read what moves did. Uh, So you could just be like, I don't know what tackle does. (laughs) Shows you how much damage and stuff. Did it? I can't remember well. Did it say if the moves were super effective or not super effective? Like, it doesn't. It, did. it does. Yeah. Because that was a weird thing that Let's Go just suddenly didn't have. Uh, when I heard that Will went through the gym challenge without healing, I told myself, well, if Will can do it, I can do it. So I also didn't heal and then almost lost.
1: <laughs> 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 See? But, but this, I is, this is how they get you to think this is a hard game
0: uh yeah i mean very easy to make it hard for yourself just don't heal and then all of a sudden the gym challenge becomes extremely really (laughs) really
2: difficult
0: (laughs) why would they ever put difficulties in the game just don't heal yourself and it suddenly becomes hard uh you make make your own fun i decided uh so when she Dynamaxed for dreadnought i was like oh man so i thought to myself well the easy solution is just Dynamax the Grookey and just use a grass move, because rock is weak to grass, water's weak to grass, four times effective. And it's funny, because who did, who said they did that? Was it, like, Drew, our friend Drew? He was like, oh, yeah, I just Dynamaxed in one shot. Um, And I was like, well, that's not fun. That makes it...
2: (laughs) Yeah, agreed.
0: So when she Dynamaxed, I was like, well, I guess I'll... I'll I'll see if these Pokémon can survive and let me tell you a Dynamax Dreadnought is real good at one-shotting your your non-Dynamax Pokémon. Yep, correct. Uh, I was able to confuse you have to rock it
2: right up my guy.
0: This is a a real real dumb thing. I was like, "Can you confuse Dynamax?" And you can. I was able to swagger it and probably not good for me cuz it increased its attack, but it was <laughs> I was able to confuse it. Uh
1: 60 chess right there. And
0: then after after it didn't so here's another thing that was kind of interesting and again why i think dynamax is pretty cool one big pokemon look great big pokemon or big pokemon are good there's no there's no way around it big pokemon equals good uh, i decided big pokemon big fun
1: Yay, i decided to be excited
0: <laughs> to dynamax wulu um, so Wulu, I can't remember its complete move set, but what happens is what we kind of talked about, what we kind of speculated a couple episodes ago. Your move set is very crucial to Dynamax. So I want to say Wulu had like tackle, uh, Cotton Guard, sc- Growl, maybe, and then um, I don't know, it's like. B- Tackle 2. It was, like, two very... Like, just two normal... It might have been Headbutt, actually. Um, So when I Dynamaxed it, it only had two moves. It had Max Guard and Max Strike. So, like, the status moves turned into Max Guard, and then the other two moves just turned into Max Strike. So, again, just to think about how battles go forward, if you have... Maybe like a Lipard that has fake out and then three status moves because it might have prankster and you want to be able to prankster your status moves. Those could all change into the same move, which might not make it worth it to Dynamax the Lipard. So just take that in consideration. So it kind of sucked when I Dynamaxed it because I was like, oh, I don't have a lot of options here because of what Wulu's moveset was. So I did Max Strike and it's just, I don't know, a more powerful tackle. And then Max Guard is literally just Protect. It just protects all damage from a turn. That's all it is. And uh, if your Dynamax Pokemon dies while big, it literally just explodes on the battlefield. (laughs) It just blows up. My Wulu just self destructed like an electrode, and it was real sweet and satisfying. But yeah, her non Dynamax Dreadnought killed my Dynamaxed Wulu. Oh. Yeah, I think it took it like two or three turns to kill it, but my boom just blew up. Um, so yeah, so it was fun. It was funny, though, because I, uh, I was down to two Pokemon. It was Dreadnought at almost full health, because the only damage I really did was max strike. And then I was down to Sobble and Scorbunny, um, which Scorebunny has the worst typing against Dreadnought. <laughs> So, the when the guy asked me if I played a Pokemon game, I was like, yes. And he was the opposite of Will's guy. He didn't talk to me at all. Lucky. And he said, do you need any help or should I just leave you alone? And I said, you can just leave me alone. I'm just going to try to see as much as I can in the game. Um, and when I, when he came back over when I was down to Sable, and my my 200 IQ play uh, was I decided to soak the Dreadnought oh and because i knew that sobble couldn't do that much damage and he like he like that was when he verbally panicked he was like no 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 no!" because i used soak soaked and then sobble died after that soak because i was faster than dreadnought and then i sent out score bunny and then i used uh, i think it was like double edge or something and because it was no longer rock type score bunny was able to kill it easily And he was like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. And I was like, yeah, I removed the (laughs) rock type. Yeah. So my normal type move would do damage because none of my fire type moves would have done anything regardless. And he was like, wow. Um, You're a professional. And I was like, give
1: me my pins. (laughs) You You are pins? Yeah, they give you pins.
2: Little enamel. You got an enamel score bunny, an enamel grookie, and an enamel sobble. They are so cute. They went right on my lanyard.
1: I want a grookey.
2: I mean, I can give you my Grookey. It's a friendship thing.
0: I mean, it's the same demo at E3, so it's not like they changed anything to it in the last like two months. It's the same thing. Uh, but it was, it was good. It was good. It was fun. I really, really enjoyed Dynamaxing. I thought it was fun.
2: Can we talk about the bad demo now?
0: Yeah, if you want I didn't play Masters, but what? I mean, it's... Uh, <gasps>
2: You didn't try Pokemon Masters? No,
0: I wasn't going to wait in line 45 minutes for a game coming out in 10 days.
2: (laughs) Pull up a chair again, because I got a pin that says Pokemon Masters that you don't have.
0: No, I got one. Brittany gave one to me.
2: Oh, well, let's get started. The game is terrible. (laughs) What? Let me rephrase. The game is not for me. It is... Very confusing. There's a lot going on. For some reason, these punk rock kids wanted to battle Cynthia. Cynthia was too tired. <laughs> so you have to battle to protect Cynthia. I, the, it, the game was trying to tell me how to play it as it went, and... I kind of remembered us talking about how it's a real-time game and such and this. And I was tapping things and trying to make my, my dude go against my other dude. And the person who was supposed to be telling me what to do had walked away. So I did click on some of the wrong things. And then they came back and they were like, no, you were supposed to click on this one. And then I clicked on that one. And then it crashed on the iPad. And that was the end of my demo because I didn't even care enough to say... Can we restart? Because mine just crashed.
0: I heard those iPads were real chunky at the end of the, for a lot of people. What does
2: chunky mean?
0: You know, like walking through peanut butter. A little, a little sluggish. Oh, maybe, maybe. The, yeah, are not a
2: game that I'll be getting.
0: At some points, the line for Masters was longer than the line for Sword and Shield. Let
2: me tell you what was the worst line in all of the Pokemon World Championships. It was this little section called The First Step. Oh, man. Which was right... Did you did you look at that at all? Uh-huh. Okay, so what it was was... the was, first step? So Okay, so they had, like, three tables, and on those tables was just, like, a pile of... And I'm talking, like, an unorganized pile of TCG cards. And you were supposed to go in, and it said, like... Uh, you're going to build your first Pokemon TCG deck. And so it's like, select 16 Pokemon, select this many trainers, select this many energies. Okay, here's your first deck, and now you can sit down and play. And it was just like, you know, just pick them up off the table. Nobody was doing anything to make sure that that line moved. I literally stood in it for 45 minutes and did not move and saw that there were three people on the inside of the first step who were very unbothered in picking and making their decks and it wasn't going to go anywhere. And I just got out of the line and walked away. Cause I was like, oh, man. This, is, this is too much. This is, and I was like, this is so disappointing. Cause it would have been like a fun way to just make a, Oh, here's a silly deck that I put together at worlds, you know, from a bunch of janky cards and had some fun with, but boy, Oh boy. They, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish there, but it wasn't, Getting people to play the TCG, I'll tell you that.
0: Oh man, I completely forgot. We can talk about the the thing that I thought was wrong and fake and that ended up being real. Which thing? Oh, okay, well hold on. We should take another break. We gotta talk about the Umbreon Wait. drama. Yeah, when are we no. gonna talk about Umbreon? I've been dying! <laughs> <laughs> well here, we'll talk about Umbreon after the break. And then we'll talk about the other booth that they had, which I thought was a fake booth, but but ended up being a real oh, booth. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. Yes. And then uh, we have a bit of Pokemon Go news, and then we'll probably call it a show because the show's been real long. So hold I on. I have, we'll have Pokemon of the week. <laughs> we'll have Pokemon of the week. All right. We'll be right back. Band. And we are back. you want that you want that uh, Umbry drama, don't you?
1: I it has been like four hours, and I have not had it yet.
0: Okay real quick. Pokemon Junior Division finals. the uh, champion was uh Pai Wu from Taiwan. runner-up was Teddy French from great what a name. Teddy French from Great Britain. Uh, video Game Senior Finals was uh, Ko Su- uh, Sukai from Japan. Runner-up was Lewis Tan from Australia. And then the Masters Finals were uh, Naoto Misobuchi from Japan and Hirofumi Kumura from Japan. And I want to say it was... Let me just... Uh, yes, it was Hirofumi who had a a dusk main Necrozma, a Tapu Lele, a Kangaskhan. You better believe that had a Megastone on it. Uh, a Celamance, a Groudon. You better believe that had a Red Orb on it. And an Umbreon. <laughs> uh, so this was pretty awesome, because this was the first time... Uh, well, no one expected Umbreon, and people were very excited for the Umbreon. Unfortunately, uh, he was the runner-up here. But the... Umbrian was pretty much a replacement for uh, uh, so they it was a relaxed nature with Foul Play, Helping Hand, Moonlight, and Snarl. The ability Inner Focus, and was holding a citrus berry. So uh, the rules were you were not allowed to have more than two boxed legends on in your in your team. So Groudon being one of the boxed legends, and then Necrozma, or in this case Dusk Mane Necrozma, being the other legend. Um, Tapu Lele doesn't appear on a box, uh, so you're safe there. Eveltal uh, I- 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 does, though, so pretty much this was like budget Eveltal, I- but did very, very well in what it needed to do, which was survive a couple hits, uh, be able to moonlight, be able to help, ha- helping hand, snarl, foul play. So the drama was there's now a new official rule that they decided to put on paper. Which was, you are no longer allowed to bring signs into the world competition to hold up signs to root for your favorite person. What? Because was people, this a problem? People had Umbreon signs because they were so excited about the Umbreon. I guess the problem could be you could write things on the sign and hold it up. Oh. Uh, because the, the competitors can't hear the audience because of the headphones, but I suppose they could look out into the audience. So instead, what people did is they went to the Pokemon Center and they bought the Umbreon plushes. <laughs> there
2: were so many evolution plushes and pillows and etc. at the Pokemon Center.
0: And then they just held up those plushes instead when Umbreon came on screen. People really wanted this to be like the Pachirisu of, yeah. of this year. And it probably would have been cool if it won it all. But second place...
1: I still second place is real good. Yeah.
0: Oh heck yeah, and the world I mean, I think
1: I didn't get second place in nothing.
0: Uh no Incineroar on that team. Although Incineroar wow. was on the uh the winning team. A uh, winning team had uh just regular old Lunala, Groudon, Incineroar, Salamence, Tapu Fini and Stakataka. Uh and a top 4 uh top f- Four, uh, no Rayquaza's on top four. Uh, Rayquaza did appear in um, top eight, but only twice. So uh, Rayquaza was pretty dominant leading up to this tournament, but uh, I guess the meta slightly changed. Two uh, two out of the eight teams had uh, Mega Rayquaza, for whatever that is worth. (laughs) Okay, last thing about worlds. Oh, we probably didn't, probably should disclose. We paid for our own tickets. So oh, there, yeah. was, there was no, uh, we're not saying good things because Pokemon Company paid us to be there. We Everything was my flight, my hotel, all paid by me. My own home, my mortgage, yes. All paid, paid. by Will. <laughs> well, not paid for by long. Um, uh, at one point, so after the announcement and stuff on the first day we're there, we're, we're like hanging out near the front of the convention because there's tables and there's a cafe over there. And we're sitting there and uh, some guy comes up and he has this sheet of paper, just regular old sheet of paper. And there's a list of things on him. There's like 13 things. Uh, And he was like, is anyone uh, play Pokemon Go? And we were all like, yeah. And he was like, I need, uh," he's like, does anyone have a trainer name that starts with the letter D? And we were like, no. And he's like, "Um, you probably heard about this. I'm doing this Pokemon Go scavenger hunt. I'm looking for people with the letter D, um, and then he was like, is anyone on Mystic? Can anyone trade me just a Pokemon? And I think somebody in our group traded. And then maybe, you know, three, four minutes later, somebody else comes over. Again, we didn't know this guy or anything. He was nice, though. Somebody else comes over and goes, hey, does anyone in this group have a letter D in their name? (laughs) And we're like, no, no. He's like, I'm doing the scavenger hunt. And I was like, what is a scavenger hunt? And he was like, oh, yeah, it was just, you know, around the corner. You just pay $5 and you got to do this checklist. And when you're done, you get swag. And I was like, what scam is this? I know. (laughs) That
1: sounds real scammy. Doesn't
0: it? Okay. So, okay. So just to lay out.
1: This is more scammy than your your Japan trip.
0: so, (laughs) So it's literally... Like, printed from just, like, an HP printer, and it's just, like, <laughs> made in in word processor. It's just, like, Times New Roman, 13 things with, like, the auto-numbering. And so, like, to preference this, they have, like, they give you, when you get you, you get this nice badge, you get this little adventure guide, like little Indiana Jones where you go to stations and collect stamps. When you go to the Pokemon Center and you buy something, you get this, like, cleaning cloth, and they give you this nice little... You know, front and back printed sheet about being at Worlds. Like everything there was really high quality, and then you just see people walking around with this eight and a half by eleven sheet of printer paper with Times New Roman font, doing the scavenger hunt that they said they paid five dollars for. And I'm like, ah, I'm not participating in your scam. And it, it's it's pretty easy thing. It's like you know, catch twenty five Pokemon. Do one of them was get a lucky trade with somebody. Uh, add five new friends, find somebody with a D, catch a relicanth, catch an aerodactyl, and then you're supposed to screenshot everything. And so we're, we're about to, we're about to leave the area after these two guys talk to us. And then a third person comes over and was like, Hey, anyone in this group got a letter D? I was like, I'm out. I'm, I'm not helping your (laughs) scavenger hunt. I'm out of here. I got better things to do to help you with your scam. Uh, turns out. The next day when I actually decided to go back in the hall, there's a whole booth dedicated to the scavenger hunt in the hall. It's, like, pushed in, like, the front. You have to, like, enter the hall and turn, like, hard left, and it's always all the way in the corner, and there's this huge line. And you got in line, and you paid $5, and they handed you this printer paper, and I guess when you were done, you either got, like, a shirt or, like, a water bottle... And I was like, I kind of feel bad now that I like told these, like it legit seemed like a scam.
2: And the thing is, it's like for anybody who hasn't gone to like a major Pokemon event, there's always like these little groups that are completely unrelated to Pokemon in any way. And they're like, we're going to do our own little side event. And oh yeah, just we'll make it like there's a great prize, but you know, you give us $5 and you can do our side event. And that's what it seemed like. You know, it's just like, oh, the the DC area Pokemaniacs, we're going to do a Pokemon Go scavenger hunt as part of Worlds. And then it's like they're sneaking around.
0: Even at, like, Pokemon Go Fest, there were, because it was in an open area in a park, you'd have people that would, like, roll in their shopping carts full of knockoff Chinese Pokemon merch, and they would just, like, sit on the edge of the park for Pokemon Go Fest and, like, try to sell you their 1999 knock-off Pikachu plush for 20 oh, bucks. E-
2: even better at Worlds, the designated trading area, and then up against the wall, there's all these people with these huge binders, and they're like, yeah, we can trade. Uh, just put $25 in this <laughs> thing and hand it over to me, and you can have the card. Some trade friend.
0: Whew. Uh, it, 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 did, it did, though. Overall, though, Worlds did feel... It felt like they're trying they already have the competitive people there especially obviously if you got your your invite um but i it, it definitely this year felt that like they were trying to have other things for people who like parents or 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 siblings that you know are going because a family member is competing or friends the pokemon go thing completely helps with that to be like okay uh pokemon go is here Uh, Relicanth is, is the Pokemon that you can catch by doing, uh, missions, and we're going to put Aerodactyl in a mission, so you can possibly get a shiny Aerodactyl. um, and I don't think it was, like, a coincidence that the Suicune raid was also that weekend. I think that was pretty intentional to, like, line that stuff up. Um, so that's, like, a big part. You know, last year they had the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee demo. This year they had Sword and Shield. They also then added the Pokemon Masters demo, They've always had, like, the side events for the TCG. I think last year is when they rolled out, like, um, the retro corner where they had Pokemon Stadium and Stadium 2 and Snap. And it seemed like they brought more Nintendo 64s this year. They had photo opportunities. I mean, you could get pictures with Pikachu. They had still Poke in there for whatever people are still playing that, I guess. they it, 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 And then the scavenger hunt also adds to that Pokemon Go stuff. So it they... Are and they have photo. They had photo ops with Score Bunny and and Kruki and Sobble. for ten dollars for a weekend. They're really, I think, hitting it out of the park when it comes to like a specific event where Pokemon fans can feel like they can spend a weekend with liked minded folks, which is awesome. I mean, you think of these other conventions like. PAX or E3 or um uh C2E2 or Comic Con, where where you're spending? How much is a PAX ticket now? It's like two hundred and forty dollars for all three days. Is it really? Or something? It's like sixty dollars a day, but it's like four days, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, TwitchCon, I just bought that. That was a two hundred dollar ticket. GenCon is what up to one hundred and forty dollars for a ticket. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah
0: a c2e2 i think was like 90 dollars for three days so like in the in the sense of like yeah i like video games and i'm i can go to a pax by the way we'll be at pax this weekend friday Stay at 3 p.m like
2: i'm gonna be there
0: friday at 3 p.m pax panel let's fight over the best pokemon come see me and greg it'll also yeah, be streamed I, on twitch
1: if you're going hit hit me up before we get there I i got something to talk to you about
0: but Pokemon worlds last year, this year, the first year when they started charging passes, it's ten dollars. You get two booster packs, and then you you get and <laughs> you get a whole weekend, and it's great. And and I will I, there is not as much to do as a packs. But also, you can't do everything at a PAX. And I would even argue if you're waiting in line for the the new Monster Hunter demo, you might be in line for two and three hours where, like, the most I ever waited to play Sword and Shield was maybe 30 minutes. And I don't know. uh, My mindset, too, is like, well, I'm in Seattle, and I'm I'm not normally in Seattle, so I want to go to PAX, but I also want to walk around Seattle. So it was a good compromise. I'm paying $10. I felt like I did everything I wanted to do at the World Championship. I watched the final matches. I didn't really watch the pre-matches. But then I also got to explore DC. And so if Pokemon keeps adding... And the Pokemon Center was bigger this year. And they had Detective Pikachu showings. They actually did a lot. Um, If Pokemon keeps adding one or two more things... Like, it is... I, I would easily recommend Pokemon Worlds over a PAX at this point, just in in pure cost, uh, in pure if like Pokemon is your favorite game and you're going to PAX because you also you like video games, like it's it's hard for me to recommend that now compared to a Worlds. That being said, Worlds is now going to be in London next year, so. Uh, it's not really a cheap trip anymore for Americans. (laughs) Well, it is worlds. It is worlds. This is the first worlds outside of North America. They've almost all, all of them have been in the United States with the exception of Canada. This is the first one outside of that. Um, I don't necessarily know if they would ever do Japan because the Japan world cup is so big. I don't think they need to host worlds in Japan. Um, but this, the next 2020, it will be in London. So I don't know what a round trip costs from a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a bajillion it's- dollars. So it it sucks to come away from telling people how great Nashville was because I had such a good time at Nashville last year. The year before that, it was at an in Anaheim, California. And then this year it was in D.C., and the last two, this one and last year's was so much fun and pretty inexpensive compared to other conventions that I was going i i I was like, man, if it's in California or Texas or Florida wherever, I'm gonna tell everyone that listens to the show it's probably worth it if you can only go to one convention, this is the one to go to, and then they announced London. Which is really great for our European listeners and uh, any uh, anybody else that, you know, travels a lot. But for, <laughs> it's a tr- uh, it might be cheaper to go to a trip to PAX than it is to get a round-trip airline <laughs> to London. Yeah,
2: plus hotel. Those London hotels are notoriously outrageously expensive.
1: And it makes sense, though, because they're in the Galar region, so. Yeah, it totally yes. makes sense.
0: We'll see. Uh, I, would, I would love to go, uh, but I'm just a podcaster and twitch streamer so uh
2: i'm just a humble podcaster
1: i just make this in my basement
0: <laughs> i just turn a microphone on and just start talking
1: i just start talking and magic happens
0: it's real easy i'm sure we're forgetting something i just want to run through this pokemon go news real quick uh because this is the end of summer here Pokemon goes over Ooh. pokemon goes over it's all done this is uh, August 21st. Thank you for an amazing summer 2019. Over the past 3 years, we've not seen only Pokémon grow go grow as a game, but our trainers grow as a community as well. Your passion is what inspired us to bring the experience of Pokémon Go Fest to even more trainers. Pokémon Go has always been a unique gaming experience and we believe it's always been meant to be enjoyed on a by all on a global scale. We're thrived pr- we're thrilled to provide That experience to both Pokemon Go Fest attendees and trainers around the world with the global challenge. Trainers were able to catch a vast variety of Pokemon. Seek out elusive shiny Pokemon. And I feel like Pokemon Go is like 99% shiny Pokemon now. Uh, (laughs) Trade with trainers from around the world. Take Go snapshots of Pokemon in diverse habitats. Friends were made, research was completed, and every trainer was able to take part in the global challenge that unlocked bonuses for all to enjoy. We believe Team Go Rocket saw the excitement and wanted to be a part of it too, which is why they showed up unannounced on several occasions. We wanted to make the summer of 2009 even better of summer than last year's, so naturally we thought, let's do more Pokemon Go Fest. We were thrilled to be able to bring three immersive experiences from regions around the world. It was a pleasure to bring you an experience to Chicago, Dortmund, and Yokohama. We'd like to especially thank our partners, the three destination cities who welcomed us, and everyone who was part in making this Herculean effort possible. Man, I have not heard somebody use that verb. (laughs) Adjective? Uh, It's an adjective. Adjective to describe something. And last but not least trainers, thank you for making this year's summer of events amazing, an amazing celebration around the world. We appreciate you, your dedication and your commitment to exploring the world around your you with Pokémon Go. Don't worry trainers, the summer may be over but there's still more experience in Go. We are pleased to re- uh, announce the remaining community days for 2019. These are all going to be 11 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time, first one being October 12th, then November 16th, and then finally December 14th through the 15th, two days for the December one. In case you missed it, we've also revealed the details of what's in store for you each week with the ultra bonus that trainers unlock by completing the global challenge. You can read more in our latest blog post, which we'll get to In continuing the efforts to make Niantic Live events experience as a global and far-reaching as possible, we have more exciting plans in store for next year. Don't forget, Niantic Live 2020 is still ongoing. Think your city has the perfect park to host for a Niantic real-world event? Nominate your city by using the hashtag NianticLive2020 on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to involve your city and tourism board. To bring, bring Niantic live to your city. Now, keep in mind, Niantic has more than one game. <laughs> they have Ingress, Pokemon Go, and Harry Potter Wizards Unite. They have done, or are doing, a Harry Potter Wizards Unite in in Indianapolis if they have not already done it. I want to say maybe it's this weekend, though. Um, anyways. From communities to Pokémon, originally discovered in the Unova region, arriving in Pokémon Go, there's plenty to look forward to for the rest of the year. We hope you enjoy the summer of events, and can't wait to meet you next summer. Happy exploring!
2: So we're nominating uh, Gold Medal Park, right?
0: Absolutely. Right? There, you- I think. Well, it's actually, a we would, uh, we would
1: nominate the Worth Park is much bigger.
0: Okay, that one. So they announced two new safari zones. Uh, one in Montreal, again, Quebec. But- that there, the when you if if you do decide to nominate your city or you do think your city is good, it doesn't necessarily mean a go fest. It could be in a safari zone, but I think that's good enough. I mean, they're just all these events are pretty much like glorified uh, community days. Um, not that that's bad. It's just you know don't feel like you're missing a lot if you aren't able to go to one of these. Um, but from September 20th through September 22nd is the Quebec one. And then they just announced another new one in Taipei, another safari zone. And just if you care about regionals, it looks like the Quebec one will have Tropius, uh, which is normally in Africa. And it looks like this one in Taipei will have Heracross, which is normally in Brazil. Um, but the Taipei one will be in the new Taipei Metropolitan Park from October 3rd through the 6th. Uh, Trainers will be able to find Scyther, Combi and many water bug type bug and grass Pokemon from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the park, as well as more than 60 60 tourist attractions across New Taipei City. No tickets are necessary for this event in Taipei. Um, So as long as you're there, you're more than welcome to participate and join in. The Canada one is ticketed, so you do have to uh, apply for that. And then finally, the ultra bonus has been a lot unlocked, so we're gonna go through that real quick. Week one, which will start on September 2nd, is called Johto Journey. Trainers will have a chance to enjoy working on their Johto decks while exploring and raiding. Put your walking shoes on, as Pokemon never seen in eggs before in eggs will hatch during that time. Spoiler those Pokemon have never been seen in eggs ever because unknown doesn't, can't, they can't breed. But they're going to be. This is
1: just a breakdown of everything that's right.
0: <laughs> if you're extraordinarily l- l- lucky, you may be able to hatch unknown forms U L T R and A from 10k eggs. If if you don't get the reference, it spells Ultra. Raikou, Entei, and Suicune will return to raids along with other Johto Pokemon, and if you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny Centrant and a shiny Gligar. Again, this is from September 2nd through September 9th. Your incubators will be twice as effective. What I would recommend is uh, try not to hatch any eggs this week. Try to only keep 2k eggs, then hatch them very quickly. Then get your 10k eggs, then put them into incubators. Ideally, if you're trying to get these letters. Uh, Week 2 of the Global Challenge, Pokemon across the globe will join in in celebration with special uh, with a special appearance by a mythical Pokemon to be a challenge in raids. That's September 9th um, until September 16th. Regional Pokemon such as Farfetch'd Kangaskhan, Mr. Mime, and Tauros will hatch from 7k eggs. This is the second time they've done this. Of course, because it's the second time, Classic Neantic will turn these shiny. Uh, they will remain available yeah. in eggs until the end of week 3, September 23rd. The Oxus will make their appearance outside of EX raids. And that is the DNA Pokemon, which means that, Dark uh, Darkrai maybe is next. For EX raids. Uh, they Balladurn. could do Reggie Gigas. Uh, I guess that's not a mythical, but it is, uh, Daddy Reggie. Uh, but uh, maybe, I'm assuming maybe Darkrai is next, especially with, uh, October. End of September, early October. Maybe Darkrai. Uh Incubators will also be twice as effective this week. Uh, and then week number three is Unova. Unfortunately, they're doing a slow rollout again, which is frustrating, but whatever. Your research paid off. Professor Willow has informed us that Pokemon originally discovered in the Unova region will be appearing in Pokemon Go from September 16th through September 23rd. Mewtwo... With the special move Size Strike, will be a challenge. Will you will be able to challenge in raids? If you're lucky, you will be able to encounter a shiny Mewtwo. Need a good team to take on Mewtwo. Oh, we'll skip that. The Gear Pokemon Clink, originally discovered in the Unova region, will also appear in raids, uh, just like they did with Shinx. Clink will be shiny. You will also be able to I'm, encounter I'm, shiny Patrat and shiny Lilypup. Um, I'm assuming the wild. I have, whatever. It's fine. I said my piece. I think releasing three starters, one in a raid, and then Patrat and Lilypup is not that exciting for me yeah, to go I'd out and explore. Although um, oh,
1: Lilypup's really cute.
0: Yeah. That's fine. You just pin app it, catch like however many, whatever, six times, 20, 18.
2: What? You're just are you, is this a numbers <laughs> radio station now? Will you just call out numbers. 72 <laughs> 56.
0: Well, what? 38. But P- Patrat is probably what? 2550 candy if they're only spawning like you're going to be able to evolve these in a day See, this is the
2: problem. You think about this stuff way too hard. It well, just sucks the fun out of You know of what'd the
0: be fun? Actually going out and seeing a bunch of new Pokémon, not like six.
2: Well, because you're a game gobbler. Just take your time and relax, and those six new Pokemon could take you a month.
0: <laughs> That's what I want to be doing. <laughs> One patrat a day keeps Look, the <laughs> what, what
2: what do you got to do with your life? Catch shiny things? Catch yeah. alternate colored Pokemon? You gotta chill, dude.
0: Jirachi has been awoken. We're excited to announce <laughs> Jirachi is now available for all trainers in special research. Um, the Wishbringer?
2: After a thousand years slumber.
0: Yeah. It's the Wishmaker. Wishbringer. Wishbringer, Wishmaker. Make, wish Wishmaker. Can we go back to the unknown real quick? Yeah. It's fine. Cool. They're in eggs. Unknown can't breed. That's a little weird. That's fine, oh though. Oh, my God. Whatever. One, there was no unknowns at Worlds. True. Which, which was weird. They had them last year. It's spelled Nashville. They had them the year before that and it's spelled Let's Go. I don't know know if they had them at PAX this year, but last year they had them at PAX. It's spelled PAX. I don't remember. I mean, Neantic was obviously involved in Worlds.
2: (laughs) Well, they had that scavenger hunt.
0: Well, they had the. Well, they had Relicanth and they had the Aerodactyl. You could only get those by spinning that stuff. So it's not like neantic wasn't involved um they also have to listen to the pokemon company so if the pokemon company was like hey we want unknown and maybe they didn't then that's fine it's just uh, i don't want to come i don't want to come off from the perspective of like i don't want unknown in eggs because it means anyone can get unknown i don't I'm not coming from that perspective, although it might sound like it. I like the idea that Unknown is a pretty useless Pokemon. Uh, when most people played through their first Gold and Silver, they caught maybe one or two because they the internet didn't really exist. And they were like, these look cool. And then you realize that it doesn't evolve. You realize that uh, it only gets one move. And you realize that Unknown is complete and utter garbage. And there's two types of players. Players that catch one unknown to complete their Pokedex. And players that collect the entire alphabet. And you could probably argue the same for Pokemon Go. There are players that want just one unknown to complete their Pokedex. And there are players that want to try to collect the entire alphabet because they like to collect things. I'm in the sense of I want the entire alphabet because I think that's fun. But... To, like, put unknown at specific locations was really cool because when you were at the Nashville World Tournament or when you're at PAX and even though I already had some of the letters, I was like, well, I want to collect the PAX so I can spell it here or I want to collect Nashville even though I have some of the letters from the Chicago GoFest that spelled Chicago. Like, there is something very cool about that. And now that trading is a thing, it's not like unknown or, you know, quote unquote worth anything. Uh, I don't think anyone has ever asked me for an un- unknown besides Hannah um and she traded me a tropius so thank you very much but like most people want shinies or they want regionals and and that's fine I'm sure there are some people that want specific letters cuz they're missing letters but to put them in eggs just kind of seems like I guess the the uh, this is an event but it also so like I I understand like PAX is an event and you can get PAX. Pokemon Worlds in Nashville is an event and you get Nashville's. I guess this is an event because you completed the ultra bonus and you can get ultra. But to put them in 10K eggs is... And, and give you like a week to be like, well, you might get the U. You might get the... Like, I'm going to hatch like 17 A's and never the other letters. Like, it's, it, it, it's kind of frustrating from that perspective of like... It just seems very money grabby and i hate when the antic events come out I, I totally get it they they're designed to make money but i don't feel like this is a good reward like hey you can hatch this ultimately useless pokemon if and if you want all the letters cuz you're a collector you better pony up cuz you only got a week to hatch 10k like a bunch of 10k eggs that might also have other pokemon i don't know if they're just going to be unknowns or if sometimes they're going to hatch slackoffs or sometimes they're going to hatch Shinxes, or sometimes they're going to hatch feebas But even if eggs are half as effective, like walking 5Ks, walking 5K to hatch one egg if you decide to go the free-to-play route is still a lot of time to hatch a letter where these letters used to be pretty, um, pretty easy to find in an event situation.
2: I think this is only a you problem. Most people will like hatch one unknown and be like, "Hey, I got an unknown." <laughs> Move on.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's both. And since it says unknown may hatch from 10k eggs, they are going to hatch other things from those 10k eggs. Yeah, I guess. yeah. So, so you would might you hatch. be would you be happier if it was in twos?
0: Just uh, no. Make well, no. Just make them spawn at that point.
1: Nope. Egg it
0: up. Like, anytime they, they hide uh, anything uh, in uh, eggs, uh. it's just, ugh, it's just like, we want you to buy incubators.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have to make money somehow. <laughs>
2: Please, if they're not making a million dollars a day, they're going to go out of business. They're going to go out of
1: That's business. True.
0: It's, it's, a, it's the same process, too, with, with, with raid Pokemon, right? They get you all excited for a new raid, you do it. And, you know, there, there are some people who they'll do it for, you know, one for the decks, which is usually me, and then there are some people that will want to get, like, a hundo percent.
2: I need to get a perfect cling.
0: Yeah, so you can tap no. one less. Clink. And then there are, then Niantic will do the thing where three months later they'll release the shiny version so they can sell I mean, they, case in point with Rayquaza.
1: I mean, it's all going to end up in special research and you still only get five Latias in a row, so. Yeah, that's true. Do?
0: Are we thinking that we're done with Farfetch'd Kangaskhan, Mr. Mymintoro as regional pokemon? Do you think after yes. this they just they're just everywhere yes. now?
2: Start now they're going to just be in eggs. I think they're going to that's they'll just be in eggs. They're not going to spawn.
1: How could Kangaskhan hatch from an egg? Look, it, it did
2: before. No it can do it again. None of this makes sense. <laughs> no, None it's of true. this makes sense. I
0: mean a, a clam evolves with a child. Clam evolves into a fish with a bra I mean, you get rid of uh, Robus. you. You get rid of Tauros, You put Bouffant, right? You get rid of Mister yeah. Mime. You give him what Audino. You get rid of Kangaskhan. You give him a Molga. You get rid of Farfetch and you give it. I don't. I don't even know. Oh.
1: Shellos, pink. <laughs>
0: uh
1: if if the, pro- well, if, the if Joel the- Tech is region locked, I am going to be a very angry person. No, they
0: usually. Well, besides, I guess Shellos. Oh, they have that. They have to do something about Darmanitan too. Oh, we have Maractus. Maractus actually Bro. might be Australia. They got cactuses down there, don't they? What
2: do you mean they have to do something about Darmanitan?
0: Well, it's two forms, so they're probably going to do the Shininja thing where Darmanitan will be ex- part of field research because.
2: Wait, do, do you mean that psychic thing that happens when its health gets too yeah. low? Zen oh mode. heck, no! They're just going to forget about that. <laughs> That's
1: not going
0: to be <laughs> nothing in Pokemon Go. Trust. So, I will no, put my hand on. There's going to be
1: catchable Zen modes, just like there's catchable closed cherubi.: sig- or Charims.
0: Sigilith. Uh, you know, the Ruins Zorark are going to be real weird. They're going to be treated like ten Ks easily, um, because it's a Ruins Zorark, and they got to push them to the moon.
1: Zorark, Zorark is going to be a photo bomb where it's going to be where you think you've been photobombed by Smeargle, and when you catch it, it transforms.
2: Yeah.
0: Something like that. Uh, Emolga, uh, uh, they, or, or like uh they better, they better respect Deerling. Give me Winter Deerling. Take Winter nope. Deerling away. Give me Spring nope. Deerling. Not gonna happen.
1: Seasons don't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, real world seasons are a myth. Uh, Emolga, uh, they gotta do something about Carablasses Cavalier and the. Other one, uh, Elsel and Shelmet, I don't. Uh, will they actually give us trade evolutions for once? Who knows? Probably not. Alola is a garbage Pokemon. It'll probably only exist in Hawaii or something no, like that. you
1: know that, like, a going to require the metal coat.
0: No, there's the Unova Stone was found in the code.
1: Uh, ah. Boo. That's so not boring. No, that's fine. Give me my no, items. shiny
0: stone for Mancino. You need, uh, Leaf, water, and grass stones for the Garbo monkeys. Oh. Uh, yeah, give me uh, those, all my stones. No, I don't want any stones. Give me the. I want all the no stones. stones. Give me more give stones. Give me a Unova I want, Stone. That's fine.
1: I want Storm Stones. I want. Stun
0: will probably rock be stones. Japan only. Why? I don't know. <laughs> they like fish over there. <laughs> uh, cryogonagul.
1: When are we going to get Basculin?
0: Bufalant. Uh, ooh Basculins Basculin. Basculin. East Sea Basculin, West Sea Basculin. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there's plenty of Pokemon that don't involve. Alright, there's your Pokemon Go stuff. That's it. That's our episode. Uh, nope,
2: God did Pokemon of the Week. Well, I, get I was it done in transitioning three to it. You said
0: that's it. That's it. See, now That's, that's it for news. Pokemon of the Week time.
2: Alright, this is going to go real fast. Last week's Pokemon, or I mean the last two weeks since it was one Pokemon, it's 2 feet, it's 20 feet. It's 9 kilograms, it's 490 kilograms. Uh, it uh, is the same type as Dawnwing's Necrozma. It's the same type as Inge and Malamar. Uh, its signature move is Hyperspace Hole. Its signature move is Hyperspace Fury. Who's that Pokemon?
0: It's... Cosmog. It's... Oh,
2: come. You're not even trying. <laughs> Fine. It's Hoopa. Do you have a trivia mm. about Hoopa?
0: Yeah, it's bad. All right.
2: Miss <gasps> Delaney just launched the nuclear codes. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? How can you say it's bad?
2: Hoopa is awesome. It's like really cool that it has the two forms, that the one forms out for three days, blah, blah, blah. All right. This week's Pokemon. Very fast. Ten statements from this week's Pokemon. I am like Gorgeous, but I am not Gorgist. There was a time when I lived within a shell. I no longer do, although I have kept my shell with me. I could have been someone else, but I was holding a deep sea scale. My Japanese name translates to Cherry Blossom of the Depths. I first appeared in Hoenn. The water is my home. I am similar to a vampire. I receive sustenance from the bodily fluids of my prey. It is said that my most vivid appearance is in Alola. Honestly, I do not believe anyone noticed. In Omega Alpha Adventure 4, my brother assisted Amber in several battles. My Pokedex number is the square of 19.183326093250876. While Will would not eat the real-world equivalent of my pre-evolution raw, as many people do, he will eat them fried. And You will? Yeah. A okay. bonus clue. This week's Pokemon has been referenced at least once previously in this week's episode.
1: <laughs> at least once. There you go. Take us out, Steve.
0: Uh some trivia here real quick about Hoopa. <sighs> Hoopa is in a jar. <laughs> the only Pokemon to have more than one category, which is a fun and interesting thing about it. It is known as the mischief Pokemon, but when it changes forms, it becomes the Jin Pokemon.
2: Mischief—that's
0: how you say it, right? The mischief. Djinn. Jin. Yeah. 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 Like, like genie. Uh, Hoopa is the only Generation 6 Pokemon to have different Pokedex entries between X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Hoopa is Unbound is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 680. That is not a legendary Pokemon. It's shiny as gold, but it's never been released. Shiny locked. Not even in Japan. Well, that's our episode. Hopefully we covered everything. I'm sure we forgot some stuff. We ran through some stuff a little bit quicker. But Worlds was good. It was fun. Greg and I will be at PAX this weekend. Our panel will be on the 30th at 3 p.m. Let's fight over the best Pokemon. If you're going to PAX, it'll say what the... I actually don't know off the top of my head what theater it is. It will be streamed. From my understanding, unless they change something, because who knows? You can't control the machine that is PAX. It should be uh, streamed on Twitch on one of the PAX channels. I'm not sure yet. I don't think I'll know until that morning which channel it will be streamed on. I will post that in Slack and Discord and on Twitter. Um, for those that want to watch that live, it'll, it's an hour panel from 3 to 4. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be upset by the list because no one's ever satisfied in Pokemon. Everyone nope. likes something except Cascoon uh, and uh, Silcoon. No one likes those Pokemon.
1: Nobody likes them. They're off the list.
0: <sighs> Never on the list. <laughs> well, I, I, oh. If you're at PAX and you want to say hi, you want to hang out. Uh, feel free to tweet at myself or Greg. I'm at dragging a lake. Yeah. Greg is at white wing. Will will not be there, but is at washing the sink. You can also tweet at Pokemon Podcast. Don't be shy. If you uh, if you want an unknown <laughs> or a Torkoal or a Heracross or a Corsola or a Relicanth uh, in Pokemon Go, feel free to ask. I got them. I they're worth nothing to me. <laughs>
1: Also, if you see us, like, don't be afraid to say hi because there's a lot of people, and it gets overwhelming when you're in those things. So don't be afraid to be like, I don't want to bother them. Like, just come up and say hi. It's fine.
0: Yeah, uh, I I always stay after the panel to talk to everyone. So if you want to say hi, after oh, I'm the out panel- of there. Oh, I'm. <laughs> if you want to say hi after <laughs> the panel and stuff, I'll I'll stick around until everyone is talked to. Um, but yeah, come out, say hi. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, I don't know what we're gonna do when Gregor and I are gone. I might have to put Will in charge of the podcast. <gasps>
2: oh dear! Nah, this is gonna
0: be a good time. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So uh, I think Will will be in charge for uh, the next episode. So uh, good, good luck with that, I guess. <laughs> Bobby, let's start planning now. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be back next week, of course. Uh again, if you're at Pax, come say hi. I would love to say hi and see y'all. Um, but yeah. Uh this has been another episode. Oh sorry. Uh if you haven't already, please uh leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh Apple Podcasts and um has like changed their app so uh there's new categories now. So instead of like games and hobbies, the category is called leisure. Uh, so Apple's changing some stuff with podcasts for good. These are good changes, actually. It's very great that Apple, um, which is the dominant podcast player for a lot of people. I think 65% of our audience uses either Apple Podcasts or iTunes. They are classified as different things. Um, uh, if you haven't, please leave us a review, but that's been, that's been great. It, we're, we also have a subreddit that I forgot to, uh, mention last week. We're almost at 900 people on our subreddit. So, Reddit dot com slash r slash super effective you don't have to worry about people complaining about the national decks there uh, but everyone on that subreddit's really nice so if you if you're a common browser of reddit and you live off it uh, feel free to uh, join that community uh and um i think that's it i think that's it uh that's all we got we will see you guys next week this has been another episode of the pokemon podcast and we are
1: Super effective.
0: Super
1: slow play.
0: like every podcast on the internet we are funded by patreon this is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on patreon a huge thank you to alex anthony Catherine, matthew jeffrey kevin and cygnus if you would like to join our community and support the podcast you can head over to isc.cash for more information